It's the Triangle's Morning News on WPTF and WPTF.com. My name is Rob Connett. Our next guest served in the U.S. House of Representatives from 1995 up to 2007 as a Republican representing several districts in Arizona. He was born in High Point, North Carolina. He graduated from NC State, now has a talk show. He's the author of Whatever It Takes, Congressman J.D. Hayworth, Thanks for joining us here on WPTF. I know it's, uh, it's what, 5 a.m. out in Arizona? Well, it's interesting, Rob, and first of all, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to join you on the air here. Right now, you got to understand, Arizona is one of two states in the union that does not change its clock. So Arizona, half the year, I'm going to try to translate it for everybody who doesn't live in the time zone. Half the year, Arizona is on... Denver time, that is to say mountain time, the other half of the year, we're on Pacific time, L.A. time. The, the fact is, technically, we stay on mountain standard time year-round. So just like Hawaii, uh, we don't change our clocks, but there's a lot more sand out here in the desert than there is dirt. That's the <laughs> one little thing. So I'm only a couple hours behind you right now, just a little past six. Gotcha. In the morning out here in the desert southwest. Gotcha. And you still have a lot of friends here in North Carolina and, and here at WPTF, Curtis Media Group. Are, are you homesick? Well, I tell you, I really do get homesick. And uh, I think before you arrived on the planet, Rob, there was, a, there was an ad campaign that long distance was the next best thing to being there, uh, extolling the virtues of making a long distance voice call back in the day. Well, I find a Raleigh radio homecoming is really the next best thing to being there. But to my pals like uh, Chip Winstead, who went to state with me, or over on, I still call it the new kids, uh, a big <laughs> Jim Harrison and uh, BMAC, uh, Brian McFadden, all the guys back yeah. there uh, in, in the happy family that is Curtis Media. I wax nostalgic, and I thank you for this radio homecoming this morning. Yeah, we, we thank you for joining us here on WPTF. All right, so for those that do not know, uh, you love to have some strong opinions when it comes to politics. Uh, one thing that I have been told is that you have an interesting nickname for Wake County. Can you tell our listeners what that is? <laughs> well, it, it's just ripped from today's headline. <laughs> Wake County has become Woke County. <laughs> and perhaps it was inevitable, given the heavy, and I say this as a devoted alumnus of North Carolina State, proud old Wolfpacker, but basically, uh, by and large, uh, America's campuses lurch leftward, and uh, I think we've seen uh, ample examples of that in recent years, and uh, it, it's just a recognition. It's not an attack. It's like uh, it, it's like uh, just pointing out that the Wolfpack wears uh, red and white, just like the folks in Chapel Hill. And, and boy, times have changed. PTF now running uh, the Tar Heel games, right? Just as That's they right. wear the light blue in Chapel Hill or that uh, Duke blue over in Durham. Yep. Just a fact, and that's okay. We understand that. Now, even though uh, you're out in Arizona, uh, obviously you still have opinions on things that happen here in the Triangle. Recently, you wrote an opinion piece in the uh, Mesa, uh, Mesa Tribune, right? About yeah, just this one little pronunciation, the Mesa. Mesa, thank you. Mesa, Arizona, which this is what's so wild, Rob. Mesa, in terms of population, 
is now larger than Detroit and or Pittsburgh. Really? So it's a part of Maricopa County. It's growing out here like it's growing back home there in the Triangle. Yeah, we are expanding a lot here in the Triangle. That's for sure. Uh, so you wrote an opinion piece, the Mesa Tribune, uh, about uh, Gary Hahn, the NC State broadcaster who was temporarily suspended because of some comments that he made on air. Can you give us some details as to what you said in that uh, opinion piece? Well, it's, it's quite simply the fact that, and you know this, having done play-by-play. In fact, uh, I don't know what the future holds for you, Rob. Listeners better hang on because, <laughs> you know, I was a sportscaster back at Channel 28 with the late, great Woody Durham. Also did a little bit back when the Wolfpack Network was on WPTF with the late Wally Osley and the late Gary Dornberg. And boy, I guess I'm aging myself here. But I simply made the point, when you're doing a three-hour broadcast, and we've heard any number of sportscasters make topical references, Mm -hmm. and I have no intent to stir up a hornet's nest again. I think that uh, having Gary reinstated was the right thing. Because the term illegal aliens is descriptive. It is not obscene. The AP style book and others who seek to influence through changing words, and we we read about that back in high school, reading uh, uh, George Orwell's 1984. If you want to engage in newspeak, if you want to be woke or use the old term politically correct, that's one thing. But there is a place for irreverence, and uh, and uh, Gary was referencing the Sun Bowl in El Paso. Uh, the last time my Wolfpack won a bowl game, as a matter of fact, uh, it was against, ironically, Arizona State. But look how El Paso has changed with the, uh, it, it's not too, I, I think, hype to call it an invasion of those who are not supposed to be here, who come here illegally. In fact, the Sun Bowl's uh, big game day, the big promotion they used to have, at the, at the El Paso Civic Center could not be held this past bowl season because the convention center was housing illegal aliens. So in the, in the course of what, a seven-and-a-half-second utterance, giving the score of the Sun Bowl to see, to see Gary uh, banned at that point in time was wrong. I was concerned that, uh, that they might... Uh, dispense with them all together. The good news is he's being reinstated. And the other good news from my angle is I had a chance to talk to our athletic director, and I appreciate the fact that Boo Corrigan reached out to me personally to talk about this. Uh, We may disagree on a variety of subjects, uh, and certainly it was up to Learfield, but I'm happy to see Gary behind the microphone now because you know and I know that various topical references are made and I think Gary, uh, in his statement, said the right thing, and they moved on. And they look at what the Wolfpack did Saturday against Wake Forest. Mercy. That was- <laughs> Again, uh, we are talking with J.D. Hayworth, former congressman. He is from right here in the Triangle. So, uh, J.D., one of the big topics in politics right now is classified documents. Uh, when you were a member of Congress, d- did you ever bring your work home with you? I- is that what we're just dealing with, or-, or is there something a little more sinister behind all these classified documents found at the homes of former presidents and vice presidents? Well, again, understand the different roles. This takes us back to what we used to call civics in the old days, the separation of powers, three separate co-equal branches of government. Uh, 
the legislative branch, that would be Congress, both the House and Senate, have oversight of, of the other two branches, one of the checks and balances. Typically, since uh, the, the power to make war, the power to declare war is, of course, with the Congress, but literally the power to make war comes through the executive because our president uh, is also commander-in-chief. So you do have a number of classified documents. Now, all I can give you is an example of what goes on in Congress. If you are not on the Intelligence Committee, and even if you are, you're supposed to be in a skiff. That is to say, a controlled environment. Back in the old days, uh, following the 9-11 attacks, we would routinely get intelligence briefings for members of the House at large and there was a situation where you would go in and, you know, the, the fancy eating spots where you, you check your coat, where you would actually do a cell phone check. You would leave any communication devices, cell phones, and, and way back in the Stone Age pagers, you would check those uh, with the sergeant at arms and go into a briefing. Uh, sadly, or perhaps uh, it, it's, uh, it's a tip of the hat to modern communications, what would be revealed, in quotes, to us as uh, members of Congress at large, quite frankly, would be stuff we saw on television that same morning. So I don't know if you really call the intelligence assessments classified in that sense. However, for the Intelligence Committee and for those in the executive branch, those documents are circulated among a, a tight group. You also have uh, former presidents, uh, Republicans and Democrats, who have any number of those documents, because remember, the White House is packed up on January 20th on, on Inauguration Day. You have a situation where in a matter of like three and a half hours, everything is changed out. So it's not so much the, uh, the, the president himself having personal possession, but his archivists, his administrative officials, get stuff together, and then you have a period of time where documents are returned. What's been very interesting, while we focus the glare on both Joe Biden and Donald Trump, it's worth noting that by some estimates, hundreds of thousands of documents remain in the possession of Barack Obama for his presidential library, I believe being built back in Chicago. And thus far, Mr. Obama has eluded any scrutiny. It's not to say, hey, everybody does it. I think, Rob, the simple thing is, in every endeavor, and I'm not a lawyer, goodness knows, J.D. stands for John David, not Juris Doctor, but <laughs> what has been the cornerstone of our law? What is reasonable? And you have to take a look at everything, the application of the possession of those documents. There are some honest disputes in terms of archiving in presidential libraries, for scholarship and also truly uh, security-oriented documents. Uh, so you bring to this question, Rob, many different factors and variables, but everything needs to be understood within the context of what's going on with documents. And obviously, I just got to tell you, having documents in the garage in uh, Delaware behind the old Corvette just doesn't meet spell test. Talking with former Congressman J.D. Hayworth here on the Triangle's Morning News. Uh, Congressman Hayworth, we're running out of time, so I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, we have our Facebook poll every morning here on the show. We're asking people today, 
one thing from your childhood that you wish still existed today? You know, I was listening to that, and what flipped me out, Rob, is you're talking about childhood stuff that was that was a, a great big new thing. MTV and videos. Heck, I was working at Channel 28 when MTV <laughs> started. You know, so I remember the old days of music videos. What I miss is the old Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. They tape it at Channel 8 in High Point, where I grew up. And then, of course, the big show in later years was over at Channel 5. They would tape. And I just miss all those guys, uh, whether it was the legendary Ric Flair or my personal favorite, uh, Brute Bernard, the late, great Brute Bernard, who couldn't master the skill of speaking and would walk in a circle while his tag team partner would address the camera. Brute's most articulate utterance was something like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It was just classic. <laughs> and I really miss that, Rob. And, you know, maybe, I, I know it's, it's like a shot in the dark. It's going to be tough to bring back the wrestling we remember, but maybe from time to time we can schedule these radio homecomings so I can engage in a little bit of looking at current events and, yeah, a little nostalgia. So I, I do thank you for the time and the opportunity, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us here on WPTF. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Hey, thanks again. See you now. Former Congressman J.D. Hayworth joining us live from Arizona, where it is 626 in the morning. Uh, it is 826 here in the Triangle.